Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Luxury Healing, baby. <laughs> Luxury healing means that we mind the business that pays, right? I'm not going to be out here spending a bunch of money on things that are just going to make me sad and I'm going to have buyer's remorse. I'm going to spend the money on things that make me feel good, people that, you know, make me feel good and, and going places that make me feel good and sending that resonance. Living is a luxury, don't you think? When we're talking about luxury healing, some of us didn't even make it to hear this show. So I think that we all need to be cognizant of the fact that just to be living is a luxury. So when we talk about luxury healing, it's not always going to be cute. It's not always going to be free. Healing costs money. You think jail don't cost money? <laughs> and when you're in an unhealed space and you go to jail, that costs money. You know, when you're in an unhealed space and, and you're doing things, you know, to your kids or you're, you're not paying your child support or you're not paying your dues in the community, those things in the end will cost you money. That's a luxury that a lot of us don't have. I am here and I'm so glad to be back. I know it's been a month. Thank you for being patient. Um, Thank you for being present and thank you for listening to the other 370 something shows while um, I took a hiatus that was unexpected. So we had the show on Valentine's Day. Dear Auntie was printed on that day and today is March the 18th, 2021. And, um, Shortly after that, um, I started having, um, like, some physical, you know, ailment difficulty type situation. I took a couple of days off, and then the day that I went in to work, earlier that day, the patriarch of my brother's family passed. That's all right. We can deal with that. He would have been 80 two weeks later, which was a couple of weeks ago. So I'm like, okay, it is my job um, being the, not so much just the empath, but the um, the necromancer of the family, the person that deals with death the most, the person that sits there when people are in transition. Um, it is, you know, that's my honor. That is my duty here. And so I'm ready for that. <clears throat> I prepared myself to go to work that day because I had been feeling like when my energy is zapped, I don't need a reason. I just, I'm not, um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to work that day. I can't create, I can't do anything because the energy that's going to be associated with me having a bad day is going to make you have a bad day. So I get to work, police tape everywhere, and um, my phone is blowing up. And those of you that are close to me know that I usually keep my phone on my head. 
you know, A, because I'm a mother, but also because I have siblings, I have brothers, you know, you know, just a, a lot of stuff going on. You know, I have a lot of family, I have a lot of business, and I would never want somebody close to me to think that I was ignoring them because either I didn't get the call or whatever. So my phone is blowing up, and someone that's very close to my brother and I was like, is your brother okay? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, considering everything that happened this morning, he's like, she's like, no, someone was saying he got shot. Now, she's talking about my brother Saladin, who, you know, is on the Human Rights Commission with me. He's one of the editors in my company. Like, he's part, you know, runs the company with me. He's the one that helped me publish my first book. He's my, you know, my son's godfather. And um, I said, no, I just left him. He's with my goddaughter. You know, everything's fine. Mind you, I'm walking through the security at my job. And then I'm hearing them talk about a shooting at 7-Eleven, which is across the street from my job. Now, what a lot of you don't know is that I don't take medication unless it's absolutely necessary. So I don't really get headaches. I don't really get pain. I'm actually allergic to pain medication. I'll be laying on the floor. And that particular day, it was a Saturday. And I ended up having to go to the store because it felt like a small, a little person was inside my skull banging the front of my skull with a little mallet, like a hammer. And I never, and I wasn't hungry. I wasn't dehydrated. Like nothing was wrong. And so when you're on your spiritual journey, you start being able to pick up the clues that something is getting ready to happen or something is wrong. So I don't get anxiety. I actually get premonition, and I want people to be able to understand the distinction between anxiety. Anxiety is your fear that something is going to happen based on either something that is predisposed that you've already experienced before or the irrational fear that something is going to happen. I don't have irrational fears because anything that I feared has already happened to me. So I never get headaches. I don't get sick. I don't, you know, knock on wood. So I'm walking through the portal, and I answer the phone, and they're like, no, it wasn't Saladin. It was Casey. Casey was a twin. He has a twin brother named Corey, which we call Golden Sun. He's a musician. Um, in that family, there are several siblings, but also I saw Casey. This, and, you know, everybody always tells their story. I just saw him and this is this, but this is some real dope shit. So three days prior to this, when I was feeling bad, I'm walking to the car to take my son where he needs to go, and I see him. And he's walking with someone, didn't recognize him. You know, we live in a small community. And um, he walks up to me. He's always helping me. He's always was a gentleman. That's what a lot of people didn't realize about Casey. That's why so many women stepped forward is because he was the consummate gentleman at all times. So he's very handsome, very tall, very lit. And um, he came, helped me with my stuff in the car, and he looks at my son. And he's like, you know your mom's a queen. She's a goddess. you got to always remember that. you in the presence of greatness. And then he's standing there with this person. I have no idea who the person is. And it's funny because when I think about times that we've encountered angels or the supernatural, you never remember their face. And I forget what they call that person when they're walking with someone before they pass, but I definitely think that there was something going on there. So I don't remember who the man was. I, he didn't speak. You know, it was just, it was weird, right? I asked him, did he need a ride anywhere? He's like, no, I'm good. So as I'm walking into work three days after that encounter, um, I'm starting to understand that the shooting that was across the street from my job was our brother. So I immediately 
go to where I'm supposed to go. And I'm like, I need to take a minute because let me be clear. The father and the son died on the same day. One of natural causes, the other of a murder. So that right there should be enough to numb you out a little bit. Now, my brother Saladin has not admittedly so experienced anything like that. So I knew that this was going to be an issue because he's not, he's not of darkness like some of us are. So when I say darkness, I want to be very clear. I don't mean evil. I mean dark. I mean that we have been to a certain level in depth of the crevices of the earth that other people have not been in. And so therefore that energy, right, is going to be different for someone, not so much who's love and light, but someone who's never been that deep into the hole before. They are not built to take that. That is not their calling. That is not what they were put here to do. I can name to you several love and light people that, yes, they can get gangster as needed, but not as sadistic and sick as, as me and, and the people that I, you know, am in contact and communication with. So I knew at that point that I'm going to have to eat some of that darkness because he doesn't function in that way. This is a man that is an educator. He works with children. And that, that's not even including the other siblings, you know. Um, and, and Ray Ray, the baby, that was, you know, the baby when I'm, you know, he's in his 30s, but still. So I go upstairs on my African-American job, and I call my brother, and he's just like, I don't even know how to process this. So the first thing I do is I call my cousin who owns a funeral home. So definite thank you to my cousin, Michael Williamson, who has always, you know, tended to my family since the beginning of time. We are family. And I call them immediately because while everyone else is doing what they do, I, my first thought is nobody wants to have to bury someone and then figure out how they're going to pay for it. Because Casey at the time was not married. He was not, you know, in any that I know of, you know, long-term relationship at the time. Like he was in a relationship, but it wasn't long-term. And so, therefore, I'm pretty sure that there were no provisions set up for that. So Michael um, took care of our family um, in the best way he knew, and nobody had to worry about that and what a blessing that was. Okay. Second thing I did was I sat there and tried to figure out, okay, what else do we need to do? Because are you – because people are numb. They're not thinking about are we going to cremate, are we going to bury, are we going to do this, are we going to do that. A funeral within and of itself, even just a cremation, is seven, 8000 That's That's not even a funeral. A real funeral is twelve, thirteen thousand, depending. And that's not including them paying the $1,200 to break the ground because they don't want a card. And I know this because we've done this many times. So – my job begins when all the, the the proceedings are over. So we knew Pops was going to be fine. He had a wife. You know, that is her legal obligation and duty to make sure he's okay. So let me just clear up a misconception because, you know, we as black people, Latina too, love to talk about a bond over a title. Death trumps everything, Okay. Let me be clear with you, and at least in the state of New York, perhaps in El Segundo, it's different, but in the state of New York, when you are married, the children do not count. Do not ever think that if your parent remarried, okay, and you didn't fuck with the dad or you didn't fuck with the stepdad or the stepmom, that you can't get cut out of whatever it is that you thought that you should get as a child, 
It happens every day, B. Okay. We need to learn that marriage is also a business in the same way that death is. Marriage is protection. Now, if I got remarried, it would not be because I just was so in love with you. It would be because I'm not trying to fall down the motherfucking stairs and be laying at the end of the stairs with a broken neck and nobody coming to the house to get me. It would be because I know that beyond anybody else in this universe, my partner and I chose each other, my man and I chose each other to live out the rest of our days. When you get to a certain age, it's about an exit strategy. It's about a contingency plan. It's about, you know what, the kids might be all right, but let's, let's do something for ourselves. It's about a partnership. Yes, love is involved in all of that. I would never marry somebody that I didn't love or partner with somebody that I didn't love. But for y'all that say, you know, this, this, and this, and he knows where home is, okay, well, let him die. And I know a lot of people don't want to talk about this, but let me give you your friendly State Farm reminder. Okay, you, some of you are out here functioning in the world very reckless. So, okay, let's just hypothetically say you got a man that's in the streets. What is your contingency plan? When you're dating or when you're, you're loving someone, there should always be, and it's, it's not a selfish thing, it's what can I do for you? And what can you do for me so that we don't have to worry about that? We can just be free to love on each other, okay? So, and that could mean putting houses in each other's name and, and, and doing things. These are things that establish trust. I told you, you know, you all think that I don't fuck with married men because I'm just so religious and righteous. No, I ain't shit. I really ain't. I don't fuck with married men because at the end of the day, I know that death is always a possibility. I will not. Fuck with somebody that I cannot come to your funeral and sit comfortably next to your mama in my red veil, in my red suit, my East Saint Laurent, my Tom Ford. I will not even bottom of the even even Alice and Olivia. I will not be shunned out of your funeral because I was a mistress and I'm entitled to nothing. Me and you together, we we own each other, and I don't care what anybody says. This is this is me personally speaking, like. You fuck with me, you stuck with me. So I can't fuck with married men because where does that leave me? With a wet puss and a dry wallet. And so let's just say something fucked up happened. I can't even go in the hospital and see you. And I would be okay with that if I knew that you love me beyond the grave. So, yeah, you may not have been financially supportive while you were here, but you know that's a lie because, you know, I don't deal with anybody that wouldn't support me minis- like in a minuscule way even minor contributions. Hey, go over here and get your car. I know this person or somebody that's doing landscaping or something for me. You're going to do something for me just like I'm going to do something for you. And I'm saying all this because I'm about to just explain something to you. I have never in the history of niggerdom dealt with somebody and not looked at the exit strategy and not looked at the contingency plan and not looked at the fact that I understand that my ex-husband is going through his third divorce. Yes, y'all, the third. And although I may have lasted for 14 seconds, okay, a a looming responsibility came over me knowing that he was married to a bum, broke-ass bitch. And, you know, I don't have no issues with her, but you and I are not the same, Miss Lady. You left the the marriage or the relationship and was in another relationship six months later. I don't have that shit to do. That was the furthest thing from my mind, and I only have one baby. You got two. Okay, I know for a fact that if something happens to 
your baby's father and my ex-husband that you don't have not a penny. You don't have 14 cents to help put him in the ground. Now, is that my responsibility? Absolutely not. But do I know that my, my suegra, you know, my mother-in-law? No. So at the end of the day, I need to have a conversation with my ex-husband and say, listen, because we have a child in common, what is your, what is your plan if something happens to you? Because per my divorce, there's a life insurance policy that lists my son's name. Now, I could bet you dollars to donut that the motherfucker didn't keep paying it which is why sometimes as a woman it's your responsibility to keep up with that paperwork. When my mother left this earth, her shit was neatly in a goddamn envelope, and it was sudden, okay? It was neatly in an envelope right there for my stepfather to take and handle his business, okay? If I'm fucking with somebody, right, so am I going to pay for my ex-husband's funeral? Absolutely not. But if he gets the body flown here, if I can get the body flown here, then my cousin and I can, can work that out, Okay? Because even though I'm not with this person anymore, I respected him enough, we were married, we had a relationship, we have a child, right? When his father died, I didn't say, like, put my name in the paper as, you know, this, this, and this. No, just mention the child's name, which my son is the namesake of his father, so my son is the third. And I say all that to say this. Some of you have lost your motherfucking minds when it came to this shit. And I'm going to just go ahead and say names because I don't give a fuck because I could say it. My family ain't going to address you. But I will, okay, because it's inappropriate. You're too fucking old to be acting like this, Michelle, okay? You, first of all, thought, first of all, you're remarried, okay? You have a beautiful grandchild. You have two beautiful children. That were Casey's. You're remarried recently. You haven't been with Casey since, like, 2017, whatever, and I get that. It's not your responsibility. I totally get that. I'm with you. What is not your responsibility is running around, calling funeral homes, telling my family that he would have rather been buried somewhere the fuck else. And you didn't put a dollar, not a damn dollar, not a motherfucking dollar, not 15 cents towards a goddamn thing that had to do with his ceremony. The child's mother of my brother her mother went out and did the cookies and all that stuff. You didn't contribute a fucking thing. And you were so disrespectful as to call the funeral home and say some shit like you want to be listed as the love of his life. Who the fuck are you married to that is okay with that? Yes, you may have spent 10, 20 years with this motherfucker. You did not marry him. You couldn't, for the life of you, get him out of the streets. So take your L and fucking go. Do not sit here and berate all the girls that he did fuck with after y'all left y'all relationship. Do not sit there and talk shit about my family, talk about shit that happened in 1987 and how they were with money and all this other shit. Nobody was going to say nothing to you because they thought you would stop. But no, 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 you kept going. You don't have any rights at all. It is your children that hold the rights because of the fact that he was not married. Okay? You are not entitled to any fucking thing. And for all this love that you said that you had for him, and I get it. I get it. When we leave relationships, it's for a reason. Don't talk shit about my fucking family, and you did not put a red cent towards anything that had to do 
with him leaving this motherfucking earth. You didn't even, you didn't, you know, I'm upset because you didn't even come to the ceremony looking like you was the love of his life. Okay. Everything with you is now about money that you're not entitled to in the first place. So let me be clear. When money was raised for his burial, that was because somebody took it upon themselves and said, listen, they got permission from the family. When they realized that the funeral was taken care of, ma'am, you was not entitled to that money. At the end of the day, it was the family that said, let's give it to the kids. And any other money that came in, they gave it to the kids. Okay, real motherfuckers, like if you were smart, oh, I would have been anybody that's in the street or is transient or is on drugs or anything like that, and I'm in a relationship with them, we've been had a life insurance policy from the beginning. But you know what? If you had a life insurance policy, let's just talk about it, you could have took that to the funeral home. The funeral home then puts in like a lien, and you could have paid for the funeral. Why didn't you? You're so in love. See, I put my money where my mouth is mm-hmm. every single time, okay? Now you're running around. Like, you sound poor as fuck. You do. You're running around. Everything out of your mouth is about some fucking money. He didn't have anything to leave you but some memories and those beautiful children, okay? When you left the relationship. Okay, if you continued paying on a policy, that's fucking amazing. That is great, girl, amazing. You are not entitled to any paperwork that has to do with him leaving this fucking earth. You are not entitled to ashes. You're not entitled to any fucking thing. And this is where you women need to get, you know, it together. I told y'all before, I don't have 10 years, 20 years. I don't have those years to give somebody. I don't. If we're not talking about where we're going forward, what, what can I do that's going to make this life easier for you? What can you do for me that's going to make life easier for me? I'm not fucking with you. I'm not. For what? We're too goddamn old. And you're too old to be out here like this with these synthetic wigs on, running around calling people, going behind the family's back like we don't know everybody in the city. But you didn't say anything. You you in and kikin with everybody in the thing, in the ceremony. You got to knock it the fuck off. And, again, I don't know what kind of man you married to that's allowing you to take this morning to the level, uh, you know, where you're running around concerned with $4.15. If you didn't pay for shit, don't expect shit. Okay, my family ain't going to say nothing to you because it's actually really beneath them to even say shit to you. It's not beneath me. It is in me, okay? You have to stop. And if you got something to say, we could sit down and have a conversation, and I could tell you how you should have behaved. I could tell you what you should have worn. I could tell you what you could have contributed. That would have been much appreciated by the family. And you did nothing. And you want recognition? For what? Don't nobody give a fuck about you. The man was murdered in front of the girl that he was seeing and was living in the house with another girl. That's who we concerned with. They are traumatized for life. Not you. You moved on. Be happy. And this is a lesson to you men, too. Make sure that when you're fucking with somebody that they know better than to sit there and make posts after you're gone that incriminate you and not the motherfucking person that actually shot you. Okay, 
In my family, we shut the fuck up, okay? Ain't no talking to the police. I don't know what happened. Let me, let me get with my lawyer. You know what? You love this man so much, hire him a lawyer so that he doesn't have to be represented by X, Y, and Z. You want to be recognized? Do some real bitch shit. Do some real grown woman shit, okay? I don't even speak to my ex-husband like that, and I would never let somebody desecrate his death like that to the point where I would allow, okay, who is representing him or what is representing him to fuck around and get this person less time. No, I'm going to go get somebody because, again, that's my son's father, my ex-husband, and I'm going to make sure that that gets done, and I don't even fuck with him. But, see, I'm grown, okay? And if I don't get to nothing else, I get to the money. And, and, and here's the thing. I wouldn't have no opinion. If I couldn't get to the money, if I couldn't pay for nothing, if I, if I wasn't going to pay for something, okay, I would shut the fuck up. I wouldn't say shit. A lot of you want to post all these memories, and it was beautiful. His ceremony was beautiful. I was very proud of y'all because a lot of the women that came forward in Saladin's inbox and this, this, and this, why do we always want to be associated with people when they're gone? But we don't want to be associating with them when they're in their filth, when they're in their depression, when they're in their bottom of the barrel, when they're in their own personal hell. We don't want to fuck with them then. So I give respect to the women that was with him before he left here, okay? What I don't respect is the fact that y'all are running around, running your mouth, doing nothing but helping the opposition's case. You have to stop. Okay, I know it's traumatizing. I know you've seen it, but you understand that you're going to be called, okay, and I'm being very specific with people, you're going to be called to testify, and it ain't going to be in Casey's favor because you made posts that incriminated him, and he was shot to death, okay? There is a level of grace that is supposed to come with death. There is a level of etiquette that is supposed to come with death. And it just seems like, and especially for you older motherfuckers, y'all know better than this. Okay, y'all know better than this. Next thing you're going to be asking, you, can you have some of his personal effects and you ain't even fucked with him? Okay? I don't, I'm not saying that, basically what I'm saying to you is this, is if my ex-husband was to bite the dust, because that's, that's the person that was closest to me, and I actually share a last name and I share a child with him, he would never have to worry. And I've never even had this conversation with my ex-husband. And I'm sure that if he had it in him, he would do the same for me. Like, he's not going to let the mother of his firstborn child, his son. But at the end of the day, I don't fuck with the type of man or man that would allow me to leave this earth and I don't have a carriage carrying me down a motherfucking street with my ashes glitter with glitter and goddamn 14 karat gold. Okay? I, I don't fuck with the type of men that I don't have conversations with where I'm saying, what would you want? I have difficult conversations with people because I'm a death doula. And you know what's sad? A lot of you have to hire me because you can't be present. And that's okay. But don't go and slander. And then, you know, we saw this with Shan's death. We see this with my dad's death. We saw this every, we see this every single time somebody leaves. Every year, this is some grown woman shit. Every year I change my will. As my son gets closer and closer to 18 years old, I change my will every year. You ain't going to catch me slipping and my asset or anything else goes to somebody else. Or, or my son is, is caught up in probate court like my sister Rini was out in L.A. Okay? I want to be very clear. So if y'all can sit here and wait on stimulus checks and shit and you could be checking your bank account, you could be setting up a fucking piece of paper 
with a will. If you need help, email me or fucking reach out to me. I'll give you the people that go right will. I am not at this age and this stage of the game fucking with somebody that I'm not married to, that I have no rights to. And he shouldn't want to fuck with me like that either. Y'all be out here on shaky ground trying to act like you were solid when they were here, but then when they leave, what, what are you about? Y'all out here selling fish dinners for fucking drug dealers. Where's the fucking money? Where's the money? So, so you would rather have a 1987 Range Rover, okay, than to make sure that you had a couple dollars put up for a funeral and an attorney? Y'all, y'all crazy as hell. Oh, you're, you're a gold digger. You just, what fuck, what gold? Who? Okay? It is 2021. Women are out here with their own gold. And I'm going to also tell you something else. A prenup is not about a woman being stingy. A prenup is about the fact that I am very aware that legally if I remarry or I partner with someone, okay, that my son does not get a motherfucking thing per the law unless I have a will. Now, do I fuck with the type of men that would cut my son out of something? No, but in my absence, shit, I don't know. So just because there's that 1% chance, I need to do a will. You need to do a will. All the kids always think, and this is a common misconception. I'm not talking about in Casey's case. I'm talking about just in people's cases. Y'all think that y'all trump the wife. You fucking don't. Maybe you should have went over there a couple times and ate that nasty-ass pot roll. Maybe you should have been cool with her and accepted them couple of little brunch dates she tried to take you on. Because now she ain't fucking with you. She doesn't have to. Y'all want to talk about moral obligations. The law has been the same for hundreds and hundreds of motherfucking years. Hundreds of years. Okay? I sat there at, at one of my fiancés, fucking the death of his father. Okay, I'm thinking because they've been in the school system for like fucking 50 years and shit like that, that shit would have been taken care of. And it fucking wasn't. I was shocked because they came from an era where the woman, you know, the man went to work. He said, this is what they gave me. Didn't really look much into the policy and then died with $30,000 in life insurance instead of maybe 300,000 or 600,000 that he could have elected to have because he didn't know. Okay, so if you're in a woman, if you're a woman and you're in a relationship with somebody, and he's married, I'm going to say this again. You ain't no hoe. You ain't nothing. That, that's, not, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is what are your rights? Did he buy you a condo? Did he buy you a house? Did he give you something that in his absence you have to hold on to him and remember him by? Because if he didn't, what in the entire fuck are you doing? Because y'all act like death don't happen. It does. And I told y'all before, I said, you got me fucked up if you think I'm going to be swinging from chandeliers and making this man the happiest man he was in his life, and he go home to another woman, die, and she get everything. And now I'm just sitting here just raggedy with some memories, some dirty sheets. I'm not doing that. It is not adult-like. It is unbecoming of a woman, and it's not smart. Okay, he don't want to go ahead. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, life insurance policy on a man in his 50s, give or take, is anywhere from 60 to $100 a month. The motherfucker don't want to pay it. Cool. Let him get He's going to give it to you anyway at some point. Pay it. Let him go through it. Get, get a physical. They'll send somebody to your house in Alaska right now. If he's not willing to say, okay, I sign up on this, and then I'm going to have this person that's privy to it, and he's married, and I'm not telling you to cheat. I'm not telling you to, to deal with married people, but I'm telling you, if he can't do that, what are you fucking with him for? And especially if he's trying to take you off the market. This is the shit that I'm talking about. 
And you're not allowed to talk about this motherfucker after he died. Lil Duval just had a quote where he was like, shout out to the side chicks that even when the motherfucker died, they never came. You want to know what, why? Because they were paid. They were paid. They were left nest egg money. Somebody came and brought them an envelope. Okay, because y'all know how y'all love to slander somebody or, or associate yourself with somebody after somebody passed. Nah, nah, give me my shit now. Okay, you want a long-term relationship with me and you're taking me off the market? Honey, that's priceless. You, you don't have that kind of money. I, I, I reckon I, I don't know anybody that does. So you're stopping me from opportunities to meet and be loved by somebody else? There is a price tag associated with that. And if you ain't going to pay it in life, you damn sure going to pay it in death. I don't need... You know, I don't need my electric bill paid. No, you might can pay for the electric and put the electrical in my building, okay? My my building that I own, you, you might could do that, but you can't. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you're not going to be better off when this person leaves the earth, why deal with them? If they torturing you and doing all types of shit when they they here, at least have enough common sense to understand that, okay, motherfucker, you don't got nothing for me. I'll pay the policy. Because you could get $100 a month out your people if they love you, $50. And I think the $100 is for like a half a million. But with that comes a death certificate. You need the death certificate. Y'all do know that a death certificate is almost more deadly than a birth certificate. You know what you could do with a death certificate? And if you're not the wife or the child or the husband, you're not, you don't have access to it. So, again, I want y'all to tell me what bond is better than the title. It's not, and y'all need to stop fucking saying that. Y'all need to stop. I just talked to somebody today, lost their job. He was like, you know, I, I, you know I'll, I'll bounce back, but now I have to be concerned with the health care. He's been in a relationship for 10 years. I said, well, you may as well go ahead and get married then because I'm sure she wanted to get married. But at the end of the day, y'all take this shit lightly. This shit is business, okay? Get your paperwork in order. Get your affairs in order. Make sure you're telling your people that you love them, okay, when, when you do. And make sure that you are in a position that if something was to happen to your people, you're not up here stressing. Yeah. You know you got you a man in the streets, whether it's a drug addict, a drug dealer, or whatever. You know, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you, make him put, put some papers out. So you're not sitting up here embarrassed in somebody's funeral because you can't you can't afford to bury him. That's a different kind of hurt. Or all he left you with was eighty dollars. Then then was the buy here pay here cards worth it? It wasn't. Okay, you got to have adult relationships. That shit out here just being willy nilly and you know just being free with the world. That shit is not. That's childish. That's childish. Y'all need to have adult ass relationships. You need to have relationships where y'all sit down and say okay. You know, I know I'm, I'm an asshole sometimes. I know I'm this. I know I'm that. But I'm going to always make sure you're good, whatever, whatever. You got to figure some shit out. Don't come back four years later when somebody dies and I want to be deemed as the love of his life that you just married the love of your life. Don't do that. Don't run around talking. It's just in poor fucking taste. Don't, don't, don't sit around and, you know, talk about people's family when they did. When you know damn well if that motherfucker was alive, it would have been a different fucking conversation. And then you don't say this shit to people's face. Now, I'm always open to an appointment where if you would like to sit down and have a conversation about what I said, go ahead. But other than that, keep the family's name out your mouth. You wasn't with him when he passed. You don't get to come forward and, yes, you have the kids and all that other stuff, but stop going behind everybody's back 
trying to do things on behalf of the kids and all the other shit, and really you just look selfish and crazy as fuck. Like, people are talking about you, ma'am. They are. You look insane, okay? And that's not grief. That's greed. That's another thing that comes out when people, you know, when people uh, die, the greed, okay? If you wasn't concerned with what he had when he was here, don't be concerned with what he has when he was gone. Nobody's entitled to anything. If that money would have never existed, the kids would have been left with nothing. The kids are left with your estate. Casey didn't have an estate, okay? So y'all was together all them years. No house, no car. You don't feel embarrassed or ashamed. Like you don't, you don't feel bad that you don't have anything. What are you leaving your children? That's what you need to be concerned with. Okay, that's what you need to be concerned with. Okay, you need not be concerned with what somebody did in the second grade and how people did their money, and then you expect people to give you might like no, and it's rude and it's fucking hurtful and it's disrespectful. Okay, and in a minute, the the people that are telling, you know, that don't want to say anything to you about it are going to have no choice because you continue on. You look, actually, you look like you're having drug-seeking behavior. I, I want to know if you're okay. Because if any, everything is about money, then did you really love him? Or, or, or was it about the fact that you're just trying to, like, what is it that you're trying to do? Are you trying to upset people while they mourn the loss of their actual blood relatives? It's rude and it's fucking disrespectful, okay? And it has to stop. They ain't going to say shit to you at this time, but I will. They don't even know I'm on this show saying it. So if you have an issue, don't blame them. I said what I said. Michelle, you have to stop. You are the only one that has come forward and done all this other shit. Any other person, you know, they were they were told where they needed to be and how they needed to function. And, you know, they went along, they apologized, and they went on, and, you know, they went about their business. You running around calling motherfuckers like you was the wife. Like, your last name was Frank. Like, you paid for something. And that is rude and fucking disrespectful. You need to fucking stop. So with that being said, guys, I'm going to go ahead and let y'all go. I had to get that out because I wanted to say it in the most proper way. Definitely, I want to say thank you so much to the marshals and to Niagara Falls Police Department again. Bravo. They apprehended the, the man that killed Casey, and now we have a long road ahead of us if this thing goes to trial because, you know, we have covid And so I just definitely am thankful that he wasn't on the run for as long as he was and that they were able to apprehend him and bring him in. And now the true fight begins. Ladies, please be on your P's and Q's with what you say. Anything you say literally can and will be used against you in a court of law. So when you say things like he did this to him first and he did that, you just help their case, not ours. Okay, I know that y'all loved him. He knows that he was loved. We all loved him. He loved us all that needs to matter. And so when you're processing two deaths in one day and you got somebody running around the town trying to be seen, look at me, look at me, listen to me, listen to me, and it's slanderous, that type of shit, that type of energy is going to be transmuted and it has to get returned to you. And trust me, you don't want that. Focus on your new relationship. Focus on the kids. Focus on your grandbaby. Stop trying to swindle everybody out of $4.15. Nobody gives a fuck about that money. It doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the children, okay? And keep that in mind. Stop running around town talking shit about the family because in a minute, that's when shit gets legal. Now they got to start doing gag orders and shit like that because you're out of control and actually functioning as a nuisance. But, guys, life is good. Life is getting better. Spring has sprung. It is in the air 
Pisces season is over, so all this emotional turmoil that we are experiencing is leaving. Um, SantissimaShop.com is back up. 716CBD is always, you know, on the on the move, and we actually shut the shop down for a couple weeks um, when this happened. And, guys, I'm just so thankful that you rock with me the way that you do, but I'm going to leave you all with just a little bit of Sade, and this is how I was waking up feeling. Another day. 